Oh god, what what did we do? body hurts my head hurts my face hurts my throat hurts my shoulders hurt well you fell down the stairs oh shit did i yeah oh god with gusto well, at least there's that oh god chris is still sleeping isn't he yeah chris 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 buddy chris chris ah! Chris, Chris, we we need you to do the Batman thing. What thing? The Batman Batman thing. thing. Jesus, did you put on, like, fucking floodlights in here? No, No, that's... That's literally just the light from the bathroom coming across the hallway. Okay, Batman thing. Um, Batman thing. I am vengeance. I am the knight. No, I mean, that was good, but the other... Batman thing. We need you to do the other Batman thing, Chris. Kapow! Smang! Oh. No. no, ow, that hurt, yeah. but no. you didn't... Oh. Do the Batman thing. Please do the Batman thing. Oh, oh okay. I feel great, thanks. Yeah. Much better. I mean, it took a while. Yeah, like, but, but it's it's over now. Yeah. Okay. Well, fellas. I guess we survived. We survived, but we forgot to pick a topic for next time. I don't think... I think we forgot to pick a winner. We'll make it work. Let's just get this thing going. All right. Okay. Alright everyone, welcome to Draft the Universe. This is the Nerd Fight Battle Royal. This is the podcast where we pick a topic, pick our favorites, and regret our decisions. Oh yes. Oh, so much regret. I'm so Jafar. Tasty regret. <laughs> <laughs> I was Chris, but I'm considering severing ties with that whole experience by choosing a different name. So let's let's for right now, let's just I'm the podcaster formerly known as Chris. And I'm Ben. All right, and normally I would go into something about our topic or what we're going to do this week. We're still kind of recovering, though. Yeah, we forgot. (laughs) Um, We didn't really pick a winner, but we've gotten some fan mail. Hey, we picked a winner. The winner was all of us. The winner was friendship. Friendship won, (laughs) and then we all died. Yep. (laughs) That was a rough, rough day after. That was, yeah. So we've gotten some fan mail lately, and I figured we could have some fun reading our fan mail on on Pod. We haven't haven't done this before, so this is, I guess, a new segment. Sure. Fan mail. All right. So our first letter comes to us from Lorianne Gurley. All right. Um, We're bad about checking this, so this is about a month old. Mm -hmm. Um. Speaking of Lori and Gurley, I think I spotted her holding back one of your guys' hair while you puked. Huh. No, I'm pretty sure she's gone. Um, yeah. Anyways, so I'm going to read this letter here. This is from a month ago. Hey, friends. I had so much fun the other night. The dreams have stopped, and I'm finally getting some sleep again. I have a suggestion. Please make a Jingle All the Way episode for Christmas. Much love, Lori and Gurley. Oh, that's nice. That was nice. We had a lot of fun having you on the pod, Lorianne. Yeah. Um, Best of luck with your endeavors, wherever in the bunker they may take you. I'm pretty sure she's not in the bunker. Um, she totally made it out of the bunker. Um, so we have another piece of fan mail. Mm-hmm. And um, we got this one uh, just two days ago. Um, and it actually has something that we should probably address. Um, the title of this one is Aretha. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So Aretha Franklin passed away. A couple of days ago, as of recording, and by release, it'll be about a week. Um, you know, uh, I saw something on the internet that I wish I was clever enough to come up with. It was respect and peace. I appreciated <laughs> that. Yeah. I um, mean, in all seriousness, uh, we're all, you know, Michigan natives, Michigan locals. Yeah. Motown is 20 minutes away. Um, and I, I mean, 
Aretha Franklin visited the pharmacy that my uncle runs. Like, uh, this was not some like some like distant uh, celebrity who made their uh, made their millions and kind of you know shot off to God knows where. This was somebody who kind of stayed true to their roots. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I know that there are plenty of people here in Michigan and in the Detroit area who are feeling the loss, such as we are too. Mm-hmm. She was great. All right, so here this one is also from Lorianne Gurley. Of course. Uh, I mean, she is the only person who sends us fan mail. Mm-hmm. You could be the person to break that trend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> please, please be the person to break. Anyways, draft the universe at gmail.com. That's my bit. <laughs> <laughs> Dear draft the universe, much sympathy for the passing of one of draft the universe's beloved icons. Also, I'm still in the bunker. Shit. Oh, um, I, I finally, <laughs> I finally picked up some sort of odd Wi-Fi signal to message you. Let me out, please. <laughs> that said, I finally got to download your newest episodes over Wi-Fi. Send beer. So thirsty. Lori and Gurley. We drank it all. We uh, drank all the beers and ate all the pizza. <laughs> the thing is that you think the beer cures the thirst, but the thirst returns the day after uh, with a vengeance. So much more thirst. Yeah. <sighs> okay, well, that was fan mail. Yeah, that was fun. Um, like we said in there, two, two, feel free to... Two uh, pieces from one person. <laughs> one of which might have been just construed as a call for help to the only people nearby. Um, the electric ladies could have helped. Uh, they, they're not, they don't specialize in that kind of help. Where are they? Don't you guys keep it. talking... Okay, yes. you know what? I'm not going to dig. We've shown you this place... Four or five times now. You black out every time. Okay. Oh, you know what? Let's just let's just move on. We should probably worry about Lorianne. We should probably stop recording and try and find her. Yeah. We don't have to stop recording. Yeah, we need to keep recording. Uh, That. Yep. The the commissioner uh, says. We must draft. It's time. We, does he? We don't have a topic, do yeah, we? We don't have a topic. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, we are drafting animated films. Oh, oh, okay. Animation. What? Um, Get on with it. Um, okay. What's the? We have to. What's the draft order? We didn't. We didn't set up for any of this. Just reuse it, dicks. Use the same one you had last time. Wait, oh. did, I think I think you added the dicks there. Uh, no, he he was, well, actually more insulting. Oh. Uh, okay, so yeah, I, I was okay. toning it down. That, I mean that's true. You are always kind of transliterating the the commissioner because like, it's not so much words Is, so much as like was, angry be. angry runes that are kind of like glistening in blood upon the screen of your phone. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So, uh, animated films. Animated okay. films. Uh, Chris, you've got the first pick. I guess I do. Um, do we want to talk about this at all, or just jump right into it? Like, we are not prepared. Uh, so, well, I everyone, mean, we are going off the seat of our pants for this one. Uh, so, if we forget your favorite one, shoot us an email, <laughs> <laughs> or post it on our Facebook. You don't have to just message us directly. You can start a conversation on our Facebook. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What we're talking about posting on the Facebook, Ben. Yeah? You don't have to sign every fucking post you make. You're not a great grandpa yet, okay? Well, no, but... Give it some time. If we're... If we can... can, That means we can all respond to the same thread. And... Because it makes us respond as draft the universe... Yeah, I understand. I understand. All right. We are three distinct peoples. <laughs> With our own thoughts, feelings, and draft picks. I feel like we need to clear up one single thing, and that is, are we including uh, 3D animation? Like Beowulf? I think he's thinking more. Like, uh, like wait, Avatar? Wait a second. Like, what, what Beowulf the... is the first thing you fucking went to? <laughs> well, Beowulf is like all motion capture CGI. Like, 
um, like Final Fantasy: The Spirits Within. Like, what are we talking? I'm talking. Well, I mean, okay, so I suppose a line could be drawn in between the photo real. 3D animation heavy films that also include some kind of element of like, well, like Avatar, for instance, has for instance has live action in it and is augmented by a, a yeah. I would say Avatar magic. does not count. Yeah, I would say Avatar wouldn't count, but Final Fantasy Spirits Within would. Although I wouldn't recommend taking it. Yeah, fair. Um, yeah. So what are you referring to then? I'm not gonna throw away what my pick is. <laughs> I just want to know if if I'm allowed to pick animated films. Well, uh, it's animated films. As long films. as it is 100% animated, I'm going to say, like, Who Framed Roger Rabbit does not count. I'm fine Fair. with that. Uh, yeah. What is it? Cool City? What is it? The Brad Pitt one. I know what you're talking about, yeah. Yeah. That doesn't count. Yeah. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Those movies aren't completely animated. <laughs> yeah. I'd even be okay with something that is, all the movement is animated, but they're using, like, photo backgrounds. I don't want anything with, like, real apt- actors, though, if Bob Hopkins talking, shows up. Are you talking about, um... I don't even... I don't have a specific example in mind. I was, I was like, are you I know talking there's about Yellow like Submarine, that. I think? Yeah, Yellow Submarine would, would would count under that. They have, like, some, like, newspaper cutouts and stuff. Yeah, fun. some things that are photos that well, they animated but, but, on top of. Uh, um, there's a live-action person in that. Uh, Fred Willard. Yeah, okay. So Yellow Submarine doesn't count. Or no, no, I'm thinking of Wally. Duh. I don't know where I made that jump. From Wally to Yellow Submarine? Yeah, Fred Willard's not in Yellow Submarine. Well, uh, but the Beatles are at the end of Yellow Submarine. Yeah, there's there are people in Yellow Submarine. So yeah. Yellow Submarine does not count. <laughs> that was weird. Uh, your brain meets sometimes. Okay. I mean, just draft it. And if there's an objection, we'll make it. If you don't want to tell us beforehand if it's good enough to count, then draft it, and we'll do it that way. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to um, I'm going to start off with what I consider the pinnacle of uh, 3D animation. It's like incredibly well rounded. It's uh, the perfect amount of stylization, and the movie is fucking gorgeous. Scene to scene, the color palettes, the way that they're handled, is like a fucking, like, on par with any, like, canonical work of film. Um, so for a first pick of our animated films, Jeff, I'm going with The Incredibles. Okay. Yeah, yeah Incredibles that's fine. Which was recently joined by a sequel. Yes. Yeah. Which I've not seen yet. I haven't seen either of them. You should check it out. Yeah. yeah you, I'm, it's n- nothing, nothing against them. Just haven't seen either of them. Okay. All right. Well, I've got a couple that jumped straight to mind when we just when we found out we we're doing this. Mm-hmm. But, all, all of twenty seconds ago. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but the what I I think has to be my number one pick. Iron Giant. Great movie. Tugs at your heartstrings. Absolutely, man. Uh, mm-hmm. And just Vin Diesel, Vin Dieseling. Vin Diesel, Vin Dieseling. It's man. just an excellent tale of um. Uh, of this of of the of the cold war era you know yeah back when you know robots were landing in people's backyards and threatening to kill everybody and yeah the americans were nuking their own towns yeah (laughs) all right that sends it to me was that don Um, bluth i don't know okay and i'm gonna really hope this movie's as good as i remember it being and there's going to be a lot of that on here, I in have our, a feeling. In our experience with these uh, kinds of podcasts, it's not. Yeah, we'll <laughs> it see. It is not. Um, one I know is, and the other I'm a little worried about. Um, so I'm going to go ahead for my first pick and take Akira. All right. Ooh. Okay. Not familiar with that one? That one is not for the kids. Not for the kids. No. Um, Akira's great, though. Have you seen, um, I think it was like Tetsuo the Iron Man? It's kind of like a piece of Japanese cinema. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. sure, yeah, yeah. Like it kind of pre. It was like, like weirdly enough, Akira was predated by a live action film that was kind of exploring the same kind of like not necessarily story, but like kind of body horror aspect. Mm-hmm. I was trying to think of the uh, Max Landis movie 
that Chronicle. Chronicle. Hmm. Chronicle is very similar to in theme and story to Akira. There, there's not they're not exactly the same movie, obviously, but there's some common threads there. Yeah. Um, and for my second pick, I'm gonna go with Batman: Mask of the Phantasm. I was hoping that would get back to me. That one is <laughs> lovely. Although I will admit, the last time I watched that one, it was on VHS. Yeah, that's the thing that I'm worried about with <laughs> that pick in particular. Like, I remember a handful of things about it. I remember it being really good. And I even, like, have remember reading stuff modernly that's all like, hey, this was really good, guys. <laughs> the cool thing about but, Batman is that they tend to, like, hold on to the things that are good and throw away what was bad. Um, and they, like, the coolest thing about the animated series is that they held on to certain characters like Harley Quinn, right? Yeah. In, invented in the animated series, found her way into the mainstream, is now probably the second best, uh, well, probably second best selling character to Batman, um, for DC, um, maybe Superman, I don't know, but um, Mask of the Phantasm stayed in, in Batman's canon as well, both in the comics and in the uh, TV show Batman Beyond. Hmm. The one thing that always got me when that movie came out was there was supposed to be the big twist, the Phantasm is a girl, and people were like, can you believe it? And it's like, two of Batman's top five villains are girls. Like... <laughs> Yeah, I can totally believe it. <laughs> this is not a stretch, people. Yeah, I, I, I get it. it it's cool. It, it, it's fine. <laughs> okay, well... You remember Catwoman and Poison Ivy are a thing, right? <laughs> Man, uh, Harley and Poison Ivy, by the way. I don't know if you saw the most recent news... But there's the so there's the Injustice series of comics, mm -hmm. which is kind of alt universe and yeah. is like yeah very like timeline wise it's farther ahead I think right now there's like definitely more time has passed since the birth of heroes in the main timeline, and they just kind of casually dropped that Poison Ivy and Harley were at least at one point married if not still. Hmm. Fun. Yeah. <laughs> Superman's America. Yeah. Because he's a crazy dictator in that timeline. <laughs> yes, he is. All right. Um, so with that, it goes back to you, Ben. All right. Uh, so I've got Iron Giant. Now I'm going to go with what is, in my opinion, my favorite Disney animated film. Mulan. Mulan, Mulan kicks ass. She is awesome. She is independent. She is able to just... She has the highest body count of any Disney princess. <laughs> she causes an avalanche that kills the entire Mongol army. Some of the some of the least inspiring source material as well. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. Yeah. If anybody yeah. if anybody wasn't aware, the the source material for Mulan is not inspiring. Basically, after all of her uh all of her heroics, she goes back home re-shrinks her feet with this magical feet shrinking juice that her family has as a secret and then turns down a promotion from the emperor and marries some some jackass. guy she's never met yeah. yeah but that's china <laughs> it was supposed to be a a parable of chinese values from a, a long time ago so <laughs> yeah i it is one of the the instances where I'm glad Disney strayed away from the source material. <laughs> it might be the most the most cherry picked Disney story, I think. In terms of like, I mean, there are some stories that end much darker, but this one, like, I don't know. It would be it would be more preferable if Mulan, like, in it, it, like, as opposed to what actually happened, which is just like a total reversal of all of the morals of Disney's film. Like, I think it would have been preferable for her to have like died valiantly in battle you know <laughs> like yeah the actual ending of most of these fairy tales uh that disney has borrowed would have been an improvement over mulan's source uh source material fair enough all right yeah. chris i'm gonna go for one that i watched nonstop, and i don't even know that i owned it i think it was just on tv like all the time i recently went back and watched it maybe like two or three years ago and in addition to being one of the like the coolest animated films i've ever seen it's got some of the greatest artwork um it's just so charming um 
I'm going with The Rescuers. Ah. Yeah. The original. The original. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to leave the other one on the, on the board for if anybody wants it. Um, I wasn't as as fond of the, the second one. Rescuers Down Under. That... I saw The Rescuers Down Under way more than I ever saw The Rescuers. <laughs> I think that this this might be like a cultural difference between America and Canada, right? Because Rescuers original, right? They're like one of the one of the mice is French, <laughs> and um, Rescuers Down Under, it's a lot more action. There's just a lot more going on. All right, regardless. Um, so yeah, Rescuers. Um, I'm gonna, I, I, I have no idea where I'm going to be able to find that one to watch. I think the last time I saw it, I had to, like, watch uh, a seven-part video on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see if maybe somebody put it out on Blu-ray. Um, I'll see if I might be uh, able to find it for you. Yeah. Okay. Um, start of round number three. Yeah. Yep. We're burning through these, so. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we Feel need... free to bloviate a little bit. <laughs> yeah. I think we. I think maybe we should take a, a mid a mid draft stretch to like maybe we could just poke our heads around and look for glow for. For Lorian. Sorry. Maybe we could just poke our heads around and look for low. You know, see if see if maybe we can spot her. I mean, we don't have to leave the microphones. We can continue talking. Just like maybe we t- we look take around a, peek a little around. bit. Yeah. There's um, a couple corners that are pretty dark that there's she a, might be hiding in you know I, um, I never counted them but there's a lot of corners in in our recording room there's more corners than that's because there's only that explains five six five wait how many waltz are... don't count okay don't count. okay you know maybe i tried once i lost a weekend i'm uh, just gonna i'm just gonna close my eyes then i guess um it explains like why we have such problems with our audio quality you know corners are just not good no. Yeah. They, they they break up all the the, the reflections. Um, Maybe we can go down to the barracks and grab some mattresses and try to yeah. throw one in all the corners. You know what though? We probably should be recording in our anechoic chamber. You know, we have it, and we never use it. I mean, I go in there to like meditate sometimes, or if I need to scream really loud. But but that's I mean, this is where the recording studio is, and that's so far away. I don't want to. Can you imagine moving the draft master? No. Uh, yeah, that's I, right. I legitimately can't. Mm. I try, and then it pushes back. You guys both know what an anechoic chamber is, right? Isn't yes. it one of the places that has like a negative natural decibel? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's the quietest place. It's like you stand still and you you hear your heart beating, like, like in your chest. Uh, it's pretty pretty visceral. Um, sometimes I just, I I just, I lose days, just screaming. Maybe you should not go in there, Chris. Just go but what if she's? Thing. But what if she's in there and she was calling for help? We'd never hear her. That is true. Yeah. Uh, Lorianne's got a good head on her shoulders. I like to think that if she was going to get trapped somewhere, it wouldn't be the one literal place she can't scream for help. That's true. It would probably be one of the literally thousands of oubliettes, though. Yeah. Yeah. We should probably board up those oubliettes. should probably board up a bunch of stuff. Yeah, I mean, remember the last time Ben fell in? That was actually really cozy. It was really yeah. cozy. You lost huh. about twenty pounds before we noticed you were gone. Like, yeah, um, it's it was, mm. it was actually. You know what? Maybe, maybe let's keep them open. Yeah, yeah. They kind of provide a little spice, a little adventure to this, right? What were we talking about? It's it okay. was your uh, pick for animated. Pick. Number three. Number three. Um, I'm gonna go with one almost solely on the strength of its opening theme song although it is a great animated film in and of itself um i'm a huge fan of cowboy bebop Mm -hmm. um i think that it as an animated work of art is like about the pinnacle of what you can hope to accomplish it is like just the perfect length it touches on every imaginable genre and mood it's fantastic it's great and they released a film after the conclusion of of the uh of the series which was kind of an excellent thing because like it's a very closed universe um comparable to other animes they have never gone back to this place they've never set another story in this universe there's been like one video game and it took place during the storyline so you don't get a lot of extra flavor about cowboy bebop And so when it was released, and I actually remember it being released, um, I was excited because it was a chance to kind of go back. 
Um, and the theme song, Ask DNA slash Earth Girls Are Easy, is one of my favorite songs of all time. So, Cowboy Ca- Bebop the movie. Cowboy Bebop the movie is like... I love the TV show. Mm-hmm. I never really liked the movie. It's kind of a disappointment. I'm not quite sure what I was expecting when I went to go see it. It might have been one of those situations that I personally, I know I'm prone to fall victim to, where my hype over overextends past what I receive, and that causes a sense of disappointment. Same thing happened when I saw Rogue One. It's always really easy to get hyped up about something when it's 2001 and you're a kid. Yeah, I mean, I, I went and saw the Cowboy Bebop movie in theaters. I think I might have done as well, yeah. Um, I've never seen it, so I look forward to hearing about it. I, have, right. it on, I have it on Bluetooth if you want to borrow it. You, I think you got it for Bluetooth? me. Bluetooth? I think you got it for me as a secret Santa gift. <laughs> yeah, I think you did. I th- you think you did get it for secret Santa one year? I might, maybe I got it for you. It might have been some, uh, someone. I think it was, I would, I think it was the, uh, the... I got it for you. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's what, that's what I was saying. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I remember you getting now. it. Yeah. Yeah. I have both the full series and the movie on Blu-ray. It's good stuff. Yeah. Ben? Okay. Uh, Again, feel free to bloviate. We're running real fast. Yeah. So, I'm going to pick a movie that, uh, again, just like last time I picked the Odd Side Firefly uh, because it's a it's a beer that had personal weight to me. I'm going to pick a movie that has some very personal weight to me. Wolverine Origins? I mean, you could tell me there weren't any actual actors in that, and I would believe you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you take it. <laughs> I'd rather not, um, because shortly after that, uh, I did see another movie with uh, the, the woman I would eventually marry, and... It was a much better but more emotional experience. Uh, and I was... What? Nothing. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm gesturing the motion for the movie you're about to draft. Yeah. Because uh, so I, I remember the story, yeah. that's all. I, I was still, you know, we've been dating for like two weeks. And I was still trying to be, uh, you know... I'm, I'm trying to put my best foot forward. And this movie broke me. And five minutes in, I'm just sitting next to her crying in a movie theater. <laughs> um, so I am pick, I'm taking uh, Up. It is one of the most emotional and uh, beautiful pieces of American animation. I do not... I'm not ashamed to admit I cried. <laughs> I just would not have... I would have rather done it further on knowing a person (laughs) (laughs) yeah there's nothing like crying in front of somebody very early yeah it's hey i've known you for about two weeks and here i am bawling my eyes out (laughs) because dang the opening of that movie is sad but the rest of it is a very cute fun romp (laughs) you know Mm -hmm. i haven't seen that one oh it is definitely worth worth seeing yeah it has some weird uh you know commentary about aging and growing up uh and like the villain is somebody who used to be famous and well known but has time has passed them by and is only evil because they want to be relevant again Hmm. Hmm. it's real interesting and i love it all right well on that note um my next movie is my next pick rather Uh, is a movie that is the last movie I saw before I got married. Um, Okay. Which isn't of particular significance to the movie itself, but it was a very fun date, and it was one of the last dates we went on before uh, we got married. No, before it all ended. (laughs) Before it all began. Before it all began again. Because everything before it counts, too. Um, And that's Isle of Dogs. Oh. Um which it was fun. Um, Wes Anderson is the wife's favorite director. Um, so we've watched all of his movies, I think at this point, except for maybe one or two. I don't think we've sat down and watched Rushmore together or, uh, the Royal Tannenbaums, but I think we've watched just about all the other ones yeah. he has. At this to be point. honest, 
Um, I'm, I'm also a huge fan. I think Rushmore might be the weakest. I know that that's going to earn me a lot of, like, a lot of backlash. But, like, I just don't like it as much as the rest of them, you know? I really dig Rushmore. Um, I haven't watched it in a number of years. Uh, but the last time I watched it, I was a freshman in college, and I really identified. <laughs> um, this is Wes Anderson we're talking about, right? Yeah. yeah. I don't like him. Yeah. Oh, okay. I do not like his movies. Damn it. I wish there was a second animated Wes Anderson film I could take right now. Yeah. Um, well, Isle of Dogs is pretty different than the rest of his stuff. Um, I mean, it's weird because it's Wes Anderson, so it's got to be weird. Yeah. But it's probably the most straightforward of any of his movies that I can recall. And it's a lot of fun. It's just a boy hanging out with a pack of dogs. And they use... It's a real interesting use of language because it takes place in Japan. And all the dogs speak English. And all the humans speak Japanese. And it, for most of it, unless they have a translator present... It is not subtitled. Right. So you don't know what the humans are saying. You only understand what the dogs are saying. And it's a real interesting perspective for the movie to kind of put you in that position. To just like, it makes you empathize with the dogs a lot more and humanizes them more than even the human characters would. Um, So it's a really interesting film for that. Uh, It's actually her least favorite Wes Anderson movie. (laughs) Um, She is not terribly fond of it. Um, we watched it the once, and she's like, yeah, I'm good. I never need to see that again. And I'm all like, I really liked it, actually. Um, so Isla Dogs, I'm going to take to close out the third round. All right. Um, I'm glad you like it. I know people do like him. I find him far too pretentious. <laughs> you'd probably like Isle of Dogs, to be perfectly honest. Um, has someone who I know likes a good dog. You like I a good like puppers. Um, who doesn't like a good dog? People who are allergic to dogs, and that's okay. Who likes a good dog? Aww. I do think Isle of Dogs is um, probably the least pretentious of his movies. It's the one that is asking the least of a logical jump from the uh, viewing audience to, like, this is art. I'm going to show you that it's art so you accept it as art, which tends to be his thing, which I can appreciate. But I can also understand how others do not appreciate that. Um, I like Wes Anderson because very few directors have the nuts to, like, have a consistent aesthetic style throughout their entire careers. Like, yeah. Kubrick does. Kubrick might be, I mean, Kubrick is a better director. <laughs> let, wow. me, let me be clear. <laughs> Kubrick, Kubrick, Kubrick's style is recognizable in each film, but it doesn't brand each film as, like, oh, this is a Kubrick film. It's just that it's really good, and you recognize certain elements. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, every frame of painting, and it's so true, you can literally just snapshot a single frame of almost any of his movies and show it to someone who mm-hmm. is moderately familiar with American cinema, and they will tell you who directed that movie, whether or not they've seen it, I which say, is a testament yeah. to his skill. I would say that Wes Anderson films, it's kind of like every frame a hipster postcard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Every frame of watercolor. Perhaps. I mean, there's a reason there's a subreddit that is accidental Wes Anderson, where <laughs> yeah. it's just pictures of, oh, this this weird, quirky bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so, on the other side of that, um, I'm going to take a movie from my childhood that I hold very dear, um, and that's Toy Story. Good call. Good call. Um, one, it would be a tragedy if we have an animated movie draft and we don't have at least a Toy Story film on here. Yeah. Um, they're great. I love that movie. I mean, I will go on for a while about it, I'm sure, when it comes around. <laughs> I haven't seen it in a number of years. I look forward to rewatching it. Um, I was just looking through some of the animated films that came out um, in the 90s, and man, did we grow up in a fucking golden age. Oh, yeah. It is it, it is Disney's resurgence, and because of that, a lot of other people decided to get on, in on the game as well. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, man, Ben, I have one that you need, to, you need to pick. Oh, what's that? Let me pull up a, uh, an image there. Hmm. <laughs> pick it, well, Ben. Pick well, it. It is your pick, Ben. It is my pick. I am not taking a goofy movie. Ah, uh, damn it, Ben. <laughs> oh, man, that movie. Oh, jeez, that movie. <laughs> All right. Um, 
I'm going to pick, uh, I think, a movie that, uh, it's a more recent one. It's a Disney movie that, more than uh, a goofy movie, is about family and is about finding out who you are. And it's got The Rock. I'm taking Moana. <laughs> Good call. You're can welcome. I, can I take a second to just say, fuck you, Dwayne Johnson. You're smart, you're charismatic, you're built, and you can sing. Leave something for the rest of us, you asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody can have 20 on all their stats. It just breaks the game. <laughs> the Rock says otherwise. <laughs> All right, so it's back to me. And it I'm is. You got two. Yeah, I'm finishing out my picks. Um, this is tough because there's still a lot of great stuff left. I think that I'm gonna go Disneyless. I think did I already pick a Disney? I don't think I picked a Disney film. I mean, that's that's fine. Um, The Incredibles. The Incredibles might, is Disney. Well, it it was became Disney when they bought Pixar. I don't know if it was made as a Disney movie. And was it might have been released as a Disney movie, but made as a Pixar movie. Yeah, I'm not know. sure when that transition happened. Yeah, I don't. Know. I know Incredibles two was a Disney movie because that was after the Pixar purchase. Yeah, so I'm gonna go. I'm gonna I'm gonna finish off without any further Disney, just because I think that there's uh, plenty to be praised there, but plenty elsewhere as well. Um, so I'm gonna start off with one that. So I'm gonna tell you guys a story about the '90s. Okay. <laughs> Um, you might remember back in the nineties, uh, that if you didn't have access to a channel that you were watching, like something, something that was like a paid, uh, aspect of your, of your cable package you were not currently purchasing. Mm hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, it was scrambled and you could kind of watch it. Right. Um, this, this wasn't just porn, Ben. <laughs> this was not just it was a lot um and certainly i wonder about the long-term consequences of coming to know your sexuality through cable scramblers like like you kind of like i think you learn to be um aroused by things that are a little bit a little bit more abstract um you know like every once in a while a big gust of like snow or maybe some ash from a fire will blow in front of a pretty lady and i'll just get very strangely aroused you know okay um but yeah so so you're watching you're watching um you know scrambled television occasionally you can kind of pick something up right yeah um i spent most of my childhood um kind of like hoping or wishing that i could watch all of the channels that were behind the scrambler because i did not have cable for the for a long time while i was growing up but um, we moved over to uh, the U.S. Um, from Canada when I was in third grade. And at that move also included uh, an upgrade, and we finally had cable. Ooh. Um, and that was really, really cool. Um, and that meant that I could finally watch things that I had been hearing people talk about for a long time, like things on Toonami. And Cartoon Network had this really great um, habit of airing, like, gems of old, like, 70s and 80s um, anime uh, really, really late at night. Um, so I don't know when this happened entirely because I was kind of half asleep for it. But, like, I remember staying up late one night and watching um, the un thankfully unscrambled channel and uh this uh anime film came on that was this kind of like like beautifully drawn strangely it was almost like a like a steampunk interstellar kind of thing like like there's a train that travels through the stars um and i like i remember it kind of through the lens of a fever dream almost <laughs> like it was just the magic of the moment combined with like the you know the tinted lens of 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 not remembering something entirely 
Um, but I've always had very fond memories of Galaxy Express 999 for that reason. And so I'm going to choose that as my second to last pick. Um, most people will know Galaxy Express 999 because the style of the characters and the artists later went on to make um, all of the videos for Daft Punk off of that one album. Do you remember which one it was? Discovery. Discovery, yeah. Of course he knows. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, so there's also there was also a little bit later in life I was like, huh? Like they looked familiar and it took me a while to figure out what yes. it was. Yeah. Um, which I'll just get it out of the way now unless it happened to be Ben's pick or your next pick. Yeah. You're talking about Interstellar 5555. Which is the, the one, yeah. is the Daft Punk animated movie by the same animation studio, um, which takes over it tells a story over the course of the entirety of the Discovery album, mm-hmm. which was one of my honorable mentions. <laughs> okay. um, I love Interstellar five 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 five, and Galaxy Express nine nine nine, from which it basically comes. Yeah, and Galaxy Express um, nine 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 was a longer series um, during the late seventies. I want to say late 70s early 80s i've seen some of the episodes um from that 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 series as well it's definitely worth going back because that era of anime only gets love from people who are way deep into it and it might be better than most of the stuff that's coming out now i mean as someone who just binged all of my hero academia i would say otherwise (laughs) there's definitely some good stuff there's some good stuff though for sure um okay so yeah so that's my my second to last, for the last pick, I'm not going to belabor the point. This one is about a boy and a giant peach. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take James and the Giant Peach. All right. Mostly because I haven't seen it in a while, and I want to go back and, and experience it again. I bet you it's even weirder than you remember. I'm hoping. <laughs> you just wanted something with Raul Dahl so that you could make Raul references to Letterkenny. That's fine. Ben. Okay. So, I know I'm not as well versed in Japanese animation as you guys are. Uh, so, my picks have been very uh, American animation-centric. A lot of just Disney movies. Because that's kind of what we got. Uh, and for decades now, they have been the pinnacle of quality. We've done a lot of modern stuff. I'm going to take it a little back, uh, a little further back, go with an older Disney film. Because I know, I know we had a rough time here in the in the bunker the last time. But guys, every town has its ups and downs, and sometimes ups outnumber the downs. But not in Nottingham. I'm taking Robin Hood. <laughs> is that the one where he's a fox? Yes, indeed. It is the one where he is a strangely attractive fox. <laughs> yeah, I would say that maybe that film is responsible for more people finding out that they are furries than any other film. Because it's widely, widely, uh, widely shown. People see that film. Yeah. It's also just a great movie. It is one of the best adaptations of Robin Hood because people keep screwing it up. You shouldn't, like, Robin Hood should not be this hard to make a good adaptation of. And they're maybe batting 50-50. Did the new one come out? Not yet, but I'm not hopeful, which is a bummer because I like some of the people involved. Yeah, I like Eggsy. Yeah. <laughs> I just, um... I kind of closed the book on Robin Hood after Men in Tights. I didn't think I needed anything. That's that's fair. (laughs) Men in Tights is good. I feel like there are things to like about Prince of Thieves, mostly Alan Rickman. Prince Uh, of Thieves is solid. Like, I really... I I am of an age where I remember Prince of Thieves coming out in theaters. Yeah. I remember going and seeing that movie with my dad. Like, I'm sure my mom was there too. Um, probably not my sister, maybe not. That might have been when she was young enough to not go to the, be able to go to a movie theater. Um, I'm pretty sure I was in first grade when that movie came out. I remember being in my old school in Detroit. Um, I, like, had action figures for it and everything. I mean, I had it on VHS, and I watched the crap out of it. I destroyed that tape. But 
Kevin Costner as Robin Hood is a weird choice. <laughs> Did you say that one was called King of Thieves? Prince, of, Prince Thieves. of Thieves. Okay, I pulled up King of Thieves, and man, I think I, I think I need to see this one. It has Michael Caine. Michael Caine. Charlie Cox, Ooh. who plays Daredevil. Jim Broadbent, who is that weird guy that you never remember, but you've seen in a, <laughs> you've seen him in a lot of films. Yeah. Yeah. Jim Broadbent. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he's been in stuff. I like I like that dude. I wonder if he's been dethroned and had some ter- sort of terrible sex scandal. I always have to. I always have to look look that up whenever I mention that I like an actor on. Um, yeah, on this podcast, I always have to look them up to make sure that they didn't. It looks like he hasn't. He hasn't been diddling, so that's good. Jesus, oh Christ. God, Chris. Anyway, back to Robin Hood. They did actually a pretty good BBC show, uh, but the production values were not as high as I wish. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, they did what they could. Richard Armitage is in it, and he's great as, uh, uh, Guy of Gisborne. Uh, Richard Armitage, best known for starring in the long-running TV show MI5, and as Thorin Oakenshield in the, uh, Hobbit movies. Oh, cool, yeah. He's great. And he plays Robin Hood's main, an- main antagonist, along with, uh, the Sheriff of Nottingham, mm-hmm. and it is... A fun, low-budget TV show. But... So he's clean too. Um, nothing. <laughs> he hasn't. He hasn't done anything that that we know of at the time of this recording. Richard Armitage. Richard Armitage. Um, there's a top story. Richard Armitage would make the perfect Geralt for the Witcher series. He would make a very good Geralt. Yeah. Hmm. And he's already done uh, uh, swords and sandals move or TV show. Uh, and a high fantasy movie, so... Yeah, I'd watch that. Mm-hmm. But they actually did a fun job of lampshading the fact that Robin Hood and his merry men... In the first episode, they hired, like, 50 extras to be the the band of outlaws in the forest. But after that, it's just the seven main characters. <laughs> <laughs> and they, they uh, lampshaded it in one episode where a bad person is, What? And you think you can stop me? And the king and all of our men by yourself. By myself? No. There's like six or seven of us. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. I got the last pick. Yes, you do. And I'm thinking. There's a couple that I'm looking at right now. And I think I'm just going to take... Hold on. I'm going to take the one I've seen most recently. I- I've got a couple of recommendations to fair. Well, I feel like that's a good time for an honorable mention, Chris. Oh, no, these are not honorable mentions. <laughs> oh, no. I feel that way about a couple of my movies, um, which, while you're pulling stuff up, I will go ahead and go into the movie that I really wanted to draft but can't, which is the Lego movie. Yep, because there's live action in yep, it. Yep, there's live action in mm-hmm. it, and we disqualified that at the top. Um, but, man, the Lego movie is so good. It is so much better than it had any right to be. It's so good. Um, so I was going to recommend maybe that you you select a troll in Central Park. I have not seen that. Never heard of it. It was it was a fun one. Um, it's a Don Bluth one, and so all of the people have that particular kind of Don Bluthy look to it. Yeah. Oh yeah. All right. Well, uh, do you got another one you're going to try and pull up and sell me on here, or should I just go ahead and make my pick? I guess I got plenty of bad ones. I'm, I'm good on bad ones. I don't need any of the bad ones. I'm going to take a really good one, actually. Um, one of the... Uh, well, I guess I didn't cry during this one. I cried during the sequel, and it's one of, like, one movie that's ever brought me to tears. Okay, I'm confused now, because a goofy movie doesn't have a sequel. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take Finding Nemo. Finding Nemo. Yeah, okay. I, Finding Nemo's great. Um, and, uh, the sequel Finding Dory is good and is one of the few movies that has brought me to tears, um, which I rather famously don't do in movies. Um, I don't know if you've, I've told you the story of when I went and saw Click. Mm -hmm. Um, I took, I was like 16. I was the oldest of my cousins in the area and I went and picked up my like 12 to like 11 maybe 14 ish year old cousins Mm -hmm. and we all got together and we all went and saw click together 
and <laughs> there's a point where Adam Sandler is living all of his regret and dying, and it's really sad. And, it is quite sad. And every one of my cousins is bawling, except for uh, the only two other um, boys, or, and they're just, like, looking at me on the verge of tears, but they see I'm not crying. And I remember looking <laughs> over specifically at my cousin Camden, who probably doesn't listen to this podcast, but if you do, hey, guy. Um, and looking over and just seeing him on, like, the verge of tears. Um, Britain might have already been crying at that point. And I just remember looking at him, and he's just, like, looking for permission to cry almost. Like, I'm sure that wasn't what was going through his <laughs> mind, but he was just like, you know, Trafair's not crying, I'm not crying, this is okay, but I really want to cry kind of a thing. And it was all communicated very silently to me. He might not even remember it. Um, <laughs> but I, his face and that will, I will always stick with me. I've, so it's like, it takes a lot to get me to cry in a movie, and Finding Dory managed to do it. And Finding Nemo is much happier than Finding Dory. <laughs> uh, and it's a great film. I really dig Finding Nemo. It's good stuff. Uh, so, honorable mentions. Yeah. I, I want to go ahead and take this one off the top, boys. Um, if you don't mind me just stepping in and taking the first honorable mention. Mm-hmm. Um, it well, is specifically well, dedicated to <laughs> our good friend, Geeky Greek Gamer. Honorable mention B-movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, for anybody who's not a close personal friend of this person, he does not like bees. Uh, so that's why it's so funny. It's, it's also pretty a funny. terrible movie. It's terrible, yeah. <laughs> Um, um, other honorable mention, um, we already talked Interstellar 555. We talked Lego Movie. Um, Grave of the Fireflies is yeah. another excellent animated film that I couldn't bring myself to take just because I don't want to cry on podcast. Fair enough, And man. there's no way you can talk about Grave of the Fireflies without feeling tremendously sad. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean huge honorable mention to like virtually every studio ghibli movie uh, spirited away was almost my last pick princess mononoke i almost picked um, i haven't seen any of them i know it is a huge gap in my pop culture knowledge uh but i know to they be honest are known for being great <laughs> some you can of... see about three of them if you see spirited away mononoke and Probably totoro. totoro yeah then you're fine You'll get the general idea of yeah. what's Although going Howl's on. Although Howl's Moving Castle is also great. Howl's Moving Castle is great. Um, Kiki's Delivery Service is great. Kiki's Delivery Service is adorable. Um, but really just pick any of those three. Yeah. Any three of those, rather. Mm-hmm. And All you'll be sad. is I look forward to watching them with my son. Aww. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have a couple. Uh, I love the animated Hercules. Uh, growing up in the early 90s, I loved Kevin Sorbo's Hercules, The Incredible Journeys. Mm-hmm. I even liked Ryan Gosling's The Young Hercules. <laughs> and so more Hercules and more Greek mythology was always something I loved. <laughs> uh, and I like Mulan more, which is why I went with it. But it is great. Um, I also have uh, Anastasia, which is... I remember that one. It's really good. It is... It's weird that the the starting point of a children's movie is and all your family gets murdered but you know <laughs> it they they and also Rasputin um, but if anybody was a cartoon villain it's freaking Rasputin so dude doesn't die Rasputin's like he's known for several things none of which are appropriate for kids yeah, no, yeah. I mean you've got the witchcraft You've got the uh, Monst- famous... The monstrous dong. <laughs> the monstrous dong. The inability to die. The uh, disco hit. You know, all these things are really not appropriate for children. Um, and then I have one that I, uh, I, I know isn't actually good, but I watched it a lot. Once Upon a Forest. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It is... Uh, I watched it a lot as a kid. It's not very good. Yeah. But it has a special place in my heart. And then the one piece of uh, Japanese animation that I I wanted to take, but you guys got that covered and, and there was, you know, stuff I wanted to get, you know, that was American uh, animation. Uh, Gundam Wing Endless Waltz. Gundam Wing's really good. 
I've gone back and I can't get into it. Oh. <laughs> it's a little too emo. <laughs> I mean, I, I like it. Uh, and it's Walter's I have, a lot I have, of fun. I have another couple of honorable mentions. Um, Fern Gully. One of us could have taken Fern Gully. Fern Gully, man. They just... <laughs> the, the bat was not supposed to be that important of a character. And then they just let Robin Williams go. <laughs> 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 on the same on the same point, Aladdin. Aladdin, yeah. <laughs> um, Aladdin is my dishonorable mention. Yeah. Uh, because of all of the stress that movie has caused to be in my life. <laughs> what are you talking about, Jafar? Yeah. Uh, the, <laughs> the the amount of things I've had to deal with in my life because that movie came out. <laughs> um. Oh. There's one more. What was I gonna say? Um. Oh yes. Titan AE. <laughs> Shout out to Jay. Also not listening to this podcast. Uh, but if you were, Titan AE is like his favorite movie. I always confuse Titan AE and Treasure Planet. So I started looking. That's fair. Yeah. I started looking at some images online of Titan AE. In particular, I was like trying to, I was trying to like piece together like was, um, I think her name is Akum, Akuma or Akumi or something like that. The, the lady with the, the, the purple hair. Was she kind of like a proto Ramona Flowers kind of, right? That's a good question for Brian Lee O'Malley. <laughs> <laughs> so here's the thing about Titan AE. Um, actual reference material, razor thin. Like we're talking the first two rows of your Google image search. Everything below those first two rows, porn. <laughs> Titan oh, really? AE porn, really bad. Yeah. I okay. would not have expected, like, of course there is. But I uh, wasn't going to be high on your deep list. Cut, and I don't like. I guess if everybody's got to have a niche, um, and somebody's really turned into that one, I guess. Yeah. All right. Well, that's animated movie drafts. Um, I hope that's appeased the commissioner. Uh, Would have liked to have gotten some notice on that one, but I guess that's what we get. As punishment No news is the best news. I mean, we were hungover for an entire week. Yeah. Yeah. Fortunately, we rambled on long enough to make the draft, or the the debates, two episodes. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it was rough. I still kind of feel it a little bit. Yeah. Well, hold on a second. Yeah, that's better. (laughs) I didn't have time to watch my movies. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, there we go. I I I rewinded it for you. Okay, cool. We should be having enough time to watch those movies. Yeah. And convalesce. (laughs) And we'll be back next week with the debate. Hopefully. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks as always to the Kickstarter band for our theme song, How It Feels. You can find their music at thekickstandband.bandcamp.com. I'm going to bet that my cousin Gordon's favorite animated film is Land Before Time. Another animated film that ends with your parents dying. What the heck is wrong with these people? Sometimes I think that like animated films and even like all of media that is created for children is just a way to get them used to how terrible and tragic the world is. Kind of like soften the blow, like, hey kid... Welcome to this place where literally everything that could go wrong will go wrong. Uh, and no, this is this is not the type of podcast. This is not Pod Save America. <laughs> um, oh, other dishonorable mention: Fox and the Hound. Man, it, it was supposed to be a cute little movie about a puppy and a, and a fox. Why? Why is everything sad? Secret of Nim. I can't remember if all the all of them died at the end. I think all of them died at the end, though, right? They're eaten by by owls. I haven't seen that shit. I just am gonna assume that every single children's film I haven't seen ends with all of the characters being eaten by screaming owls. I mean, Watership in- Down, in- including. <laughs> I'm gonna include Toy Story Three. I haven't seen Toy Story Three, so I'm just gonna assume that they all get eaten. You're you could be more wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I saw something. Toy Story Three. Somebody made an edit where it they're going into the incinerator and then just credits 
And they were showing it to their friend, and the press was like, What the hell was that? <laughs> That's lovely. Uh, feel free to shoot us an email at uh, drafttheuniverse at gmail.com. Tell us your favorite animated films, and, or just say, Hey, do you know how to get anybody out of the bunker? Because we can't get out. Uh, so, pretty sure. Good luck. Pretty sure that, that Lowe can't get out either. Yeah. We'll have to look for her after this episode. But before we go look for her, let's remind everyone to head over to facebook.com slash draftoftheuniverse, Twitter at draftoftheverse, and on both platforms using the hashtag draftoftheuniverse to engage and join the conversation, much like someone with two thumbs who got their own Team Jafar hashtag that he didn't have to create this time. Yeah. Appreciate it. I mean, See you next week. See you next week. I mean, you're paying. Right. <laughs> I mean, I'll buy him a beer. <laughs> <laughs>